spring off! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Film Spring Hey, Bren, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. You've Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Did it the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your film spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Film Springer. The podcast, <laughs> the podcast about all your favorite films and your sheltered friend that's never seen them. I'm Tony, and I'm here with and Bryn. and Bryn. and the very lovely I, sheltered friend. Friend, I'm Jonesy. I was gonna say Flan. <laughs> that too. Oh, but this week's film that we're gonna talk about is the 1968 cult classic sci-fi Barbarella. Oh, Barbarella. <laughs> do you like the dab word? <laughs> yeah. Barbarella. <laughs> yes, we're going to do Barbarella this week. One of my favorite movies and Bryn's favorite movies. And this is the first time Joni, Jonesy has heard of it and seen it, right? Yep. Yeah, so it's going to yep. be a very, very interesting <laughs> show. Because we're going to get into if this film holds up and if it's so bad that it's good or so good because it was ahead of its time so we're gonna get into all that but first we're gonna watch the trailer and get everybody in the mood for the bizarre world of barbarella have fun guys (laughs) meet the most beautiful creature of the future her name is barbarella and she makes science fiction something else Jane Fonda is Barbarella. Barbarella is a five-star, double-rated astro-navigatrix Earth girl whose specialty is... Love. Shall I tell you what I would like? I think I know. Her top-secret mission is a real wing-dinger. Many dramatic situations begin with screaming. Could you hand me a garment? See Barbarella do her thing with a nice angel. With the warm, friendly ice man. With a cold, evil black queen. Hello, pretty, pretty. With a charming hand to hand Romeo. See Barbarella do her thing in the wild, excessive machine. Sort of nice, isn't it? 
fighting birdcage, in the chamber of dreams, in the labyrinth of love, in the deadly dollhouse, in the palace of pleasure. adventure beyond your imagination when you get lost in space with Barbarella. I love that. I love the music for this movie. <laughs> so, yes, it's, it was made in 1968, directed by Roger Van, Van Diem, and it's based off the French comic series of the same name by Jean-Claude Forrest. The film stars Jane Fonda as the title character, but it was originally the whole comic book that Jean-Claude wrote was for Bridget Bardot. And she wanted to do the film, I think, if I remember and right. And Sophie Loren. Sophie Loren, too. So, Bryn, give us a re- give us your <laughs> the plot of this I film. This is gonna be really interesting. You know, I have been thinking really, really hard about yeah. how I'm gonna do this. Um, so it is about a Earth woman named Barbarella who travels around in a spaceship. Not exactly sure why or what her job is, or you know, any of that Anything, stuff. Really really other than she's um you know very innocent and so for some reason the president of earth calls her when she's chilling out in her spaceship like you do and says hey you can't spare the band we're at a point in earth's history where there's no war or anything so they just need hot half naked women to go and save the earth and the planets um because that's what they do and so the president of Earth gets on a screen, asks Barbarella to go and find a scientist named Duran Duran, who uh, has created a weapon and is stuck on another planet. And Barbarella's like, why me? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. <laughs> he's like, good luck. Here are some weapons. Mm. And then um, she puts on a lot of very nice looking outfits goes to uh, quite a variety oh the costumes in this shit movie yeah and no matter where she goes she she manages to find a a sweet ass sexy hipster swinging outfit and she goes and she finds dran dran and she saves the solar system yeah using her sexy moves (laughs) sexy that's pretty much it there really is like the plot of this film is so bizarre and i gotta say in our group chat, when we were when we first saw this movie, all I got from Jonesy was, "This is another level of weird." <laughs> like it was just what the what the fuck is going on? Was all the text that we got from her? I have to say, I forgot how abruptly it ended. Right, <laughs> it just ends. They it, it, they got lazy at the end. They're just like, mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love the costumes in this film, like. All of oh. her outfits. I'm just like, wow. Okay, cool, cool. I was thinking, I love why it. haven't I done this for Halloween before? Right. You know what I want to do as um, Halloween? Um, the pretty, pretty, what's her name? The 
the oh, the, tyrant, the, the great tyrant. The great the, tyrant when she comes out with the horn. And the horn? that's, I want to do so that good. outfit so much bad. <laughs> I also like her mullet outfit in the sleeping chamber. Oh, when she's. So yeah. <laughs> like the one plastic boob that Barbarella has. well the whole opening well when i was reading up on this film um the director who was jane fonda's husband at the time wanted to do a non like um no gravity strip tease for the opening so they had her laying on like a glass (laughs) and the whole the whole like set was upside down and (laughs) she started she did a whole strip tease in the beginning of the film it doesn't read as a striptease. Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that it, was a very uh, so weird. Yeah. So weird. I love it's that, so though, because she's just like, oh. and then when she has the helmet on and you just see it come down and it's her and she's just so stupid, but it's so good. So many of Jane Fonda's facial expressions in this movie. I thought, who told her to do that? The, the director. Clearly her husband. husband. Her husband was like, have no look on your face at all during the scene where you're orgasming to death. Oh, when, or, yeah. Yeah. So there's so, this movie is so wild. It is so wild. So, <laughs> you know, the part, so she runs in, in the film, um, she runs into the angel character, which is Pygar, um, and who helps her on her adventures and stuff. So I was reading, I think, Ian McKellen was supposed to play Duran Duran or Pygar. I can't remember. But he had gone all the way to Rome to audition for the role. And he, of course, he didn't get it. But he stayed with Jane Fonda and she cooked him breakfast before they had to do the reading. I thought that was cool. But Ian McKellen was supposed to be in the film. Ian McKellen could have been in Barbarella. I thought you were going to say that he noped right out of there. No. They noped on him. They were like, Ian, Sir Ian McKellen, I don't think you're going to be anything in this industry. Yeah. Not Barbarella. Barbarella. Yeah. Oh, and, the, and the band, Duran Duran, got the their name, the band name for this movie. I know that's because I'm also obsessed with Duran Duran, yeah. and I have a DVD of every music video they've ever made. Oh, you do? Yeah, if you guys ever that? want to come over and just watch Duran Duran music videos. Okay, that'd be cool. You can get really this high and watch Duran Duran. <laughs> And after every video, I'm just going to go pretty, pretty. And that's it. <laughs> that's my favorite part of the movie. Which she does pretty, pretty. But the film is so freaking bizarre. Like, there is... Okay, this is a big question that I find with this film. Is is it so bad that it's good? Because right now, how Barbarella is now, it is considered a cult classic. It has yes. a huge cult following. But it came out in 1968, sci-fi. So... The, the special effects in the film are problematic sometimes because it's just like, okay, it was 1968. I gotta, I gotta keep in mind of the, the time this was filmed. But like the whole plot of the film, none of it makes really any sense. Do you know and what I mean? There is a plot, a loose plot, I would say. And I am into that. Yeah. Um. So I was, I was on a date watching this. Oh, what did your date my- think? My, oh, okay. So if you ever have a date where you just don't want to talk at all, watch Barbarella because we <laughs> sat in slap jawed silence watching this. And he kept going, What genre is this? And yeah. I was like, It's sci fi. And he's like, I don't think just because you put a spaceship and go go boots on someone that it makes it sci fi. And I was like, I don't know. Did, I don't know. Did your date like the film? 
No, he did not. No, he hated it? Oh, no. <laughs> so does that mean y'all are done? I think he liked how into it I was. Yeah. And he definitely liked how sexual it was. Yeah, it's very, it's a very but, uh, sexual film. All pretty plot, much the whole thing. Plot, yeah, plot-wise and like story-wise, I don't think he's gonna take it and you know. Run yeah. With it. <laughs> no Everything price. that's introduced, there's you're just like why, and there's no explanation. Like, why did a bunch of children try to feed her to their dolls? <laughs> what? What was that? <laughs> you know what's the best is when the the guy in the hairy suit comes to save her from the killer dolls and he takes off his outfit and he's just all hairy underneath. I love it. Okay. Oh my God, it's that so tough. had to have been added chest hair, right? It had there, to be. That was not real. So, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but it made me laugh so Huh? There's so many choices like that that make you think it's more like slapstick. Like when yeah. she's wearing the tail. And it keeps getting stuck in the door. There's yes, so <laughs> everything. And I love that they're, they're, you know, they were talking. They're like, you know what? We really can't afford a dream wall, so let's just make it invisible yeah. and the key invisible. Yeah. We'll save a little on the budget. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I love that they hand the key like, like, like it's a real. Ooh, it's like it's invisible. It's all invisible. It's, oh, so it's invisible, but it's very loud. It is very you loud. Yeah. The, the, also, the, if it was right. that heavy and it's just invisible shouldn't the orgasm machine have also taken it off along with everything yeah, else that it you. took off no but because she the just... machine can't see yeah the machine is just taking off clothes while it's somehow making her orgasm. but she orgasms so bad that she destroyed un- the machine I, she is unfucked to death of all. he's yeah. like i'm gonna fuck you to death and she was like you should try. Let, she's like, bring it. Let's go. They, Come on. I also hate how like she out orgasms the machine and then he shames her for it. I was like, isn't that just the bitch? Like you're going to force a woman to <laughs> orgasm over yep. and over. And then when she survives, you're going to shame her for it. Like women cannot catch a break sexually. So this yeah. film is highly sexual. Like it's, there's so, so much with it. I mean, Right away in the beginning. Oh, the I know. Her guy's like, let's have sex. And she <laughs> and I'm they, bored. But I love the idea of just taking a pill, putting your hand up, no mess, and you get it done <laughs> out of the way. Man. Huh? That seems like some black mirror shit. <laughs> <laughs> they do that, yeah, they do that in Demolition Man. It's oh, like, they do? Yeah. It's Another so movie funny. I have not seen. So, so yeah. Bryn, I got to ask you, when was the first time oh, you man. watched this film? And... What what were your thoughts when you first watched it? Like, oh, give us the whole God. whole Please rundown. Please be an appropriate age. Okay. In news, surprising no one, I saw this movie at an, a disgustingly young age. I was How like young? ten. I was I, expecting younger. Well, you, or no, you're usually like six is what the record eight. usually eight six or eight. So I, a solid um, ten. She was a little mature when she watched. I was double digits. Um. I just remember like stylistically, I, it was funny because watching it back and I've seen it a bunch of times, but every time I see it, I am like brought right back to my youth. Like I was on yeah. the, this date and I was like, oh, this is the part I remember. And then a minute later I'd be like, oh, this is the part I remember. And he'd be like, you keep saying that because very, you know, e- even though I didn't understand it was an orgasm machine, uh-huh. I, I remember like things that have stuck with me throughout my life, the orgasm machine, her boning that angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, the um, math must them in that yeah. bubble in the crown yeah. 
room. Yes. I was like, oh, and the tiny dolls. And the I dolls. think I saw it so young. That really did scare me and stick with me. When I was a kid, I thought this was a horror movie. You did? Yeah, I would too. With that being the beginning and those little dolls with the teeth. Yeah. I, I would absolutely as a kid be like, this is a horror film. And there's like an angel <laughs> being crucified. And like, I think, you know, I think I just dug, I mean, this is like a movie if you're like, you know, into boys and girls, like you're like, oh yeah. So like as a young, you know, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, because they had the whole lesbian um, undertones with Pretty Pretty and Barbarella. Shifting back and forth. Oh, yeah. When that lady's like hookahing the dude and then she has Barbarella, she's like, oh, yeah, I got a taste for you too. I was like, okay, (laughs) cool. I know. I loved all of that when I was a kid. How, how, okay, this is the most important question. What is the horniness level of this film? I. Having rewatched it many times, like this is like the horny gold standard. This is like the horniness level that the, all the movies that I rewatch aspire to be. Like, yeah, this lived up to it. I was like, I remember this movie being the horniest movie I've ever seen, and it is the horniest movie I've ever seen. She's having sex with everything, everything. That she meets angels, machines, hairy man, you know, pills, non pill, like, it's yeah. yeah. That hairy dude. Oh, and I also remember as a kid running around going, <laughs> Yeah. I love her gay ship. The guy, the, the voice of her yeah. ship. <laughs> so good. I'm that like, was oh. also a choice. It was. Her. And it's like she has the sassiest ship ever. That's wall to wall and floor to ceiling shag carpeting, oh, by I the love way. It. Brown <laughs> shag carpeting. <laughs> It's oh like the in, it's like the inside of a bear, like the inside of a bear's butthole or something. It's all just the outside of the Dumb and Dumber car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because you know I love so much about the movie. It's about like oh, like free love and don't be ashamed of your body and all that stuff. And at the end, when the Mathmos takes them and the Black Queen is talking to Barbarella and she goes, "Oh, the Mathmos like put a bubble around your innocence," I was like she like has killed someone and she's like boning everyone she's not innocent and my date no. goes my date goes that's weird that you think just because she's having sex she's not innocent and i went have i internalized some misogyny what i think i have so then i was like i love that the moral of this movie is like have sex with whoever you want bone whoever you want you can still be innocent enough that liquid evil won't want to digest you exactly and that made me feel good like in life in general well, Jane Fonda had said that she she felt her betrayal of Barbarella was um, to keep her innocent. And the character is not a vamp and her sexuality is not measured by the rules of society. She is not being promiscuous, but she's the natural reaction of another type of upbringing. Um, what else is she? She is not a so-called sexually liberated woman either. That would mean rebellion against uh, uh rebellious against them and she is different she was born free is what jane fonda said how she wanted to I play i love the that yeah. i love when the guy's like are you typical of earth women and she goes i'm about average <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> there's no in no earth or world is jane God, fonda average. in her 20s considered average i mean her body in this film oh, is like re- she's so gorgeous in this film like oh even now, if you see Jane Fonda pictures of her now, like 
Whoever did all her work, they did a good job because she still looks okay. pretty Set good. That dresser size, man. That's right? what I was thinking when <laughs> I was watching Barbarella. Thing. I was like, I could get me my hands on some jazzer size videos. <laughs> but this yeah. was yeah. early on in Jane Fonda's career when she had all of the um like the sexualized and she became a sex figure type of yeah. moment in her career. This is when this movie really kind of catapulted her into that, I guess, arena. But yeah, I, I can understand why this movie would catapult yeah, anyone exactly. in it to that arena. <laughs> oh man. But I I watched this at a young age too, Bryn, just like you. I think I had to be God, I wanna say I was eleven or twelve. I remember that is young for you. Yeah. And I remember watching it late at night. I wanna say it was over a friend's house. I can't remember if it was it was so long ago and I'm so old. I want to say it was at one of my like friend's house and their brother or somebody with our cousin was playing it on like, you know, on USA channel, they used yeah. to have the late, late B movies. I remember There's seeing it. There's no on, way this was on. No, that. I remember it being on some kind of program like that, probably on cable TV, if I remember right. Um, or non K, what is it when they they can get away with like Skinamax type of yes, stuff? Yes, Skinamax That's, or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Um, but I remember I was obsessed with it the minute I saw it. And I remember as a young gay man, boy, I was <laughs> like, I want to be Barbarella. I want all of her outfits. I want the gayish that talks to me, and I walk into a closet and come out and look fabulous. That's what I want, and I. And I remember that. Yeah. I remember it very clearly when she crash lands in the first scene on the planet and the two little evil twins. I was like, that's me and Manny. That's me and my brother yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, my twin brother. Um, but I remember the one, the moments that really like stuck with me as a kid for some reason was the first sex scene she, that they have where she wants to do this with a hairy guy, hold her hand up and take a pill. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, no, no, no. We're going to do it the old fashioned way. Take your clothes off. And then I remember him taking his, like his, his shirt off and he still was super hairy. And I was Ooh. like, well, why did they do that? I remember thinking as a kid, like, is are men really that hairy? Is that real, or did they do it for the film? I remember thinking for the longest time after that that every guy when they took their shirt off was hairy like that. Does that like scar you? No, it was so hot. I thought like <laughs> I was like I'm ready for it. Let me hit. Let me get old enough to enjoy this. Show us your chest. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that would have scarred me as a not me. Young Are you kidding girl. me, girl? I would have been like, that's what they look like under there. No. <laughs> oh, and the other part that stuck with me as a kid is when they have the little party scene where on that where at the the queen's lair. What is her name? The great destroyer. I forget her name. The great tyrant. Yeah, the great tyrant. And they're smoking hookah. And she's like, what are you smoking? She goes, the essence of man. And it's a hookah like lounge thing. And there's a man yeah. swimming around inside of it. <laughs> I thought awesome. when I was a kid, I was like, that is amazing. I want to do that. And when she hits it, he like is making eye contact. Like you're sucking you made me think of um dark crystal. Like yeah. you're sucking my essence. 
Uh, but I, I, I've always loved this movie. I've watched it so many times over the years. And for me, I've always been such a huge fan of like classic sci-fi, especially like this B-side, older sci-fi. When you because now you just do everything CGI and it looks amazing, right? But yeah. here, I love that they had like big sets, big costumes, and it was just over the top, almost like a like a stage production because it's all yeah, like, like tactical. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly. So that always stuck with me as a kid. And I just, I just, I always wanted what the angel guy, like, I just remember yep. thinking when I was a kid, Pygar was hot. I was like, oh, oh my God, he's, let me just ride on the back of your wings. I'd be so happy. I feel so bad for him through the whole movie. Though. I know. And he can't <laughs> see. And I love the whole. So for the audience, if you guys haven't seen the movie, there's a part where, where Py. Pygar rescues Barbarella and she kicks the gun and he picks it up, shoots one of the bad guys, and then they're flying away and she tucks the gun down her pants and she's like, Oh, sh- sorry about that. <laughs> I know it was so good. I remember thinking, like, oh my god, they're gonna show pube. Oh my god. As a kid, <laughs> I'm telling you, I had to be like eleven or twelve when I was like, this movie was like, you want to talk about horny level? This movie yeah, out of her book. Star for horny. Right? Yes. Oh, but I remember also thinking when I watched the film the first time, like when I was younger and I'd watch it, like so much of the plot and what the movie's about made no sense to me. Like, not like, how are you going to die from a bunch of like little lovebirds poking you to death? Like, parakeets. The bird scene, too. Yeah. We're going to an aviary after that. Oh, I know. That terrified. That, yeah. I was like, oh my God, they're going to die. I had a lot of. Like chances to go into aviaries, but I would not go in. But I mean, I still love the film. Like watching it, getting ready for this week and stuff. Oh, it brought back such good memories, and I love the music for it. Like I really do. I do too. It's so groovy. Yeah. Also realized that the score was made for the film. Like Mm -hmm. they're all yeah. It's all and wasn't sixties. Wasn't one of the the wasn't the guitarist from Pink Floyd part of the one of the musicians who oh, composed the music? So. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But it is a bizarre movie, and a lot of the stuff I read about it is people either hate it or oh, they yeah. love it. Like producer Rob does not like this film. He doesn't understand, and he thinks it's a waste. I love this film. So that's <laughs> what I. What do you think, Bren? As a fan of the film, do you see like why people would be like this? This is bad. It Watching is bad, it but... next to someone that didn't have the experience with it yeah. that I did, I could definitely see it. Because there were parts where I was looking at him like, um, uh... you like it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I could see how people, if they were taking their nostalgia goggles off, or if they never had the nostalgia goggles at all, how they could see that this was a movie that um, didn't make any sense or have yeah. a real storyline. <laughs> I think that's the big part right oh there. You God. hit it on the head. Just <laughs> didn't did. make any sense. No, it didn't make it. It made perfect sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> I guess I took the wrong drugs. <laughs> I like the leader of, I think it's Cat. Is it Captain Center or Captain Moon? I can't remember. The leader of the Revolutionary Party when he rescues her from the killer birds and they decide Hildana. to have sex. And Would he it, wants to take the pill. Yes. And <laughs> I just love how stupid it was, how it was okay. such good sex that her hair curled and his the hair, hair like I love that part so much. It is so well, dumb. He was like stuck in the zone. Yeah. And she was just like, yes, what? Oh. 
and she had like the best like the curls she's like undoing all the curls and her hair just like is looks so good it's so funny yeah i mean there were parts of it now like the feminism he loved also that the great tyrant turned out to be a woman because you're like heck yeah yeah then there were parts of it you know i was watching it with my date and he's like why do you keep cringing and i was like it's all about like implications of rape you know Uh because like in the first scene he's like he's like what can i do for you he's like sex Sex. (laughs) well that's not good (laughs) well and then i felt like she like if I'm uneasy with that, then I'm really uneasy w- with how she just turns around and uses and abuses the blind man. <laughs> He's an angel. Okay, but she totally took advantage of him and is like, oh, you can't fly? I know what I'll do. Let me go into your nest. And and now you're totally willing to put yourself in harm's way for me. Yeah, I did not like that. Yeah. Oh, she's totally like, yeah, but I do love when uh, Marceau Marceau, the famous Marceau, mime, yeah, Marceau plays Marceau plays Dr. Professor Bing, Bing right? Bing, yeah. yeah. Um, how he was like, interesting therapy. And I was like, yeah, it's like sex therapy. It is. Well, and therapy. I have a question about that labyrinth. So do the people who are not evil enough that get banished there then become the labyrinth? Like, is that why there were naked people in the stone? I think so. Yeah. No, it just looked cool. <laughs> yeah, they probably were like, let's 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 just put some people in the stone. Like, eh, I'll make well, it look interesting. There's a part where there's a see-through man, and they have amazing yes. technology where yeah. someone walks by. And they say that that's how people die. In oh, the in the la- Oh, that's right. Just sort of turn into invisible into nothing. Yeah, wasn't the great tyrant Anita? Pal Palberg wasn't she a model? Yes. I want to say she was a, a really famous model at the time, and then she got cast in the film. She's beautiful. Oh, I thought she was. Uh, I love her in the film. Like even all of her costumes are great. When she first comes out with the patch and everything, and yeah. she's all badass. Oh my god, I love that part. Nothing. <laughs> and you can so tell that they have ADR. They have like re-voiceovered all of her lines. Yeah. But the whole, but the whole like central message I think the film tries to make is about love. Does it though? Not really. But that's like the main. That's her whole mission is love, like to spread love through the universe. But But she's not at the end. He has like some someone who's like pure innocence, Uh and then pure evil, and the angel is like saving you both. You know? Yeah. Let's get. Let's no, get. It's about the duality of mankind. Okay, no, it's about sexy outfits. It is but- sexy outfits. <laughs> it is totally about sexy outfits. You know that. I don't think she represents love. Like at most, maybe innocence, or like because she is the good and the other one is the evil. But there's she no love here. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe there is. She loves Pagar by the end. For what he can do for her. You yeah. don't know that. She's, he's <laughs> basically her Pegasus that she can bone. No, <laughs> that's her Uber, her Uber driver in the sky. Okay, I basically said the same thing. Like they say some weird things, like when the black man is like, "What do you think of when you make love to Barbarella?" And he's like, uh, "Angel has no memory." And I was like, "How do you remember Barbarella?" Exactly. That was one of the biggest problematic parts of the film. I'm like. Wait a minute. 
if you don't have memory, then how do you? Yeah, exactly. And then when um, the at the end when she's like saving him, he's like, yeah, an angel again. He's like, an angel has to remember. And I was like, you should have said like an angel has no judgment, or like, but she's like, an angel doesn't remember anything. Yeah. I know. So then bizarre. why do you keep listening to this bossy blonde woman who He's just like, keeps popping up in your life and being like, fly me here. I'm shoving this in your pants. Keep going. Let me take that out of your pants. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so they were going to remake this movie back in 1999. Warner Brothers was. They oh had um, required the rights. And guess who was, who was slated or rumored to play Barbarella? Oh. In 1999, she's very huh. popular at the time, and that, right now Reese she has a morning. No, now she has a morning talk show. Ricky Lake. No, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. What? I know. I, <laughs> I mean, Kim Basinger. If there was going to be anybody, yeah. I guess Drew Barrymore makes sense. Yeah, yes. Was that her Poison Ivy time? Or, no, 99. No, that was mid-90s. Oh, 99. Yeah, 99, yeah. yeah. That was, was riding in cars with boys time, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So that Jonesy. Was when she was becoming a producer and what. Yeah. So Jonesy, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up to you and get your opinion of this film. Okay. Watching it for the first time ever. So I want to know like your initial reactions, because I'm sure you have them. And we got to know what mom and pa Jones would have thought of this film. So <laughs> give it to us. Um, well, I mean, for the what would mom and pa Jones think of this? I wrote down, she's naked before the credits are even done. <laughs> hey, but the words are so tastefully scattered <laughs> over her, her boobs. You can barely see the nipples. I know. Really? You can fully see the nipples. <laughs> right between the two, the, the B's, the B and the A, you can yeah. like, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, there's so much nudity in this film. And then the fact that there's so much free sex, like that was exactly the opposite. Like, like no, sex is shameful. Sex is like, this yeah. is the exact opposite message that they were trying to teach me, especially as the adolescent young woman. Like, absolutely the- not. It's like, no, fear your body. Don't touch it. Barely wash it because you have to touch it then. Um, it, like, I was like, I grew up in a shame-based religion like everyone else I know. Yeah. but like you said jonesy there's so much nudity in this film and this is my problem with nudity in films why isn't there more male frontal nudity in films i want to see dick i don't understand why we got to suffer through boobs and your guys's your guys's naughty bits but i don't get to see yeah do you think there are excessive boobs yeah in this film or in general in general yes I want. I think there should be. If a woman has to show her boobs in a film, show a man's dick. That's yep. what I think. Yep. One hundred percent. Balance it out. Every yep. film. Uh, an equal ratio of D cups to dogs. Yep. That's yep. I agree. I agree. Yep. I agree. <laughs> that is equality. That is <laughs> so. We want more dick so, boobs. Film Springer has declared it. All okay. you filmmakers out there, moving yeah. forward, we want equal D to T. <laughs> Okay, Jonesy, what what else did you think of this film? Like, what was your gut reaction when you watched it? I just could not figure out what the fuck was going on and what the fuck I was watching. Like, 
everything had a why that never got answered. Like, I still don't understand the children with the dolls that eat her. What, like, were they going to eat her to death? The dolls were, like, yeah. They were having fun. Okay. They were playing with her. So, but what, they, why? Because of the Mothmos. The Mothmos. See, you don't know. Yeah, because the whole <laughs> the whole city and the planet is on top of a large lake that is yeah. energy like humans, and it right. sucks everybody's life force and love into it, and and it feeds off of the evilness yes. or debauchery. Is that what so it is? So then, yeah. my other question is: if the people who are inside the palace are part of the way that they're being debaucherous is through fornicating. Yeah. Then how is she easy, how is she innocently fornicating? Like it should be that either fornicating evil. is pure or fornicating is evil. You're not really making a very clear stance if you're saying that part of what makes this community evil is their but that they, I think they just let you decide. They go, is it or isn't it? You decide. Their boning is mean spirited. Barbarella's boning is fun and and yeah, boy, she's like, let's do it. Why not? You know what I mean? She burning people's feet. Barbarella's not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. The girl with who was floating in the air with the torch. I also kept thinking during that scene. I was like, they're really doing that. There really is an actress doing that. Whose feet are going. That's a little warm. That's a little warm. That's a little, a little warm. Can we cut? Can we cut? I need a break. I need a break. You know, we, this is the one part of this movie that's going to seem legitimate. What? That part? <laughs> no, we are not skimping on the realism. The whole oh, everything else looks fake. It's not the killer birds. It's yeah. not the the killer orgasm machine. It's not the psycho little twin girls. Not the possessed dolls or her skunk outfit that the guy randomly has none of that tail that gets in the way (laughs) the way i love it real fire (laughs) what did you like about the did you like the film jonesy i really don't okay i i you said there's two people two ways of thinking about this film i am the unicorn then because i am i don't hate this film yeah I don't feel like I understand it enough to like it or hate it, really. Okay, this is a question for you, Jonesy. Did you watch it high? No. You got to. It is so good. It's like 10 times better. I love it. When I'm doing this show, I'm trying to, like, I make myself put my phone down. Like, I'll take notes, but I'll pause it. Like, I'll make sure that I'm watching it fully because I'm like, you know, nowadays we watch movies like this. Like, but I'm sorry, in the 80s and 90s, we did not. <laughs> we yeah. watched movies like this. So, exactly. Like, no, I try to make it as real of a situation so I can absorb as much of the movie and remember it later. <laughs> yeah. So, so this, yeah, no, this totally would be sober, a, don't understand. <laughs> this would be a good thing because this is the first time Jonesy's been dead in the middle of whether she likes it or not on a film. So I think 
You need to rewatch it at some point in the next couple of weeks, completely stoned off your mind, and see if that changes. And you come back on the show, then we're gonna bring it. We're gonna talk about it again and be like, "Did this change your opinion of Barbarella? Do you need oh to watch God. this film stoned or sober to make it good or bad?" I haven't been that stoned in a long time. I don't know if it's safe to get that stoned again. I mean, come on, <laughs> Barbarella, psychedella. I mean. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> it's just like, I can understand because I know you guys very well. Yeah. I can understand while I was watching it, why you liked it. Like one thing I know right away with all the costume changes, I was like, okay, I totally get why Tony loves this film. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> and like, I can understand why Bryn loves this film too. Of all I the, also all can understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The horny level is off the charts yeah, and that is important to Bryn. <laughs> but i can also understand why producer rob hates this film yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why he would just be like nope this film is awful he's so, like i like, don't get it it's stupid i don't oh they're really gonna die from getting what did he say the birds back killing her <laughs> by a bunch of parakeets he's like come on they, they did pick the most like innocent looking bird like they yeah. could have taken from alfred hitchcock and oh, like gotten I some know. crows in there or something Budget. but like they're like they're but, like no nope, it's the little bird that you would like put on your finger and be like i'm snow white <laughs> <laughs> i think jane fonda was also like i'm not getting in there with some fucking crows yeah she's probably <laughs> It's a cute little thing. She's like, I'm Jane Fonda. My body is worth $80 billion. Oh, somebody. Like, I read what happened to yeah. Tippi Hendren. It wasn't that yeah. her name? <laughs> the, the stunt double that did her body double during that scene for the birds um, got sick from all the bird shit. My really... dad said that. Wait, yeah. How many times do you think she got pooped on? Do you think it made her sick? Yeah, oh, the stunt double did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, or was it Jane Fonda? Jane Fonda got sick from it. Somebody got sick from the, whoever, whether I mean, it was her or the body of I read this in when I was doing research, that sh- they got sick from all the bird shit and not seen. Well, you can get sick just from inhaling it. Ugh. Like, just, even if the birds were completely clean, like that, yeah. like, yeah. No. I mean, it is a, it is a cock classic film and I think it does really pay homage to that 1960s sci-fi uh weird do-it-yourself special yeah. effects you know what i mean on a string that you sort of yeah. just i think know. the charm of the film is how bizarre it is and mm. just how bizarre and then you have this lead character who is just so innocent and just like walks around like yeah let's do it you know what i mean like she it's like no matter what Barbarella does in the film, she's always in trouble. She just is always in trouble. Except when she's not in trouble, af- she really enjoys the afterglow of post orgasm. Yeah. That made me envious. I was like, I why can't it be like that? Where oh, you're literally crazy. just basking for five minutes, like looking fabulous uh, <laughs> just roll it around uh, <laughs> uh, like she's still a little bit climaxing yeah. a little bit even in it's the like- beginning <laughs> scene when she does the strip tease it's yeah. just all just like she's just she's feeling herself i love that i love it so it's much it's like someone on mdma that's just like constant <laughs> yeah. like that's why her spaceship is shagged so she can just be just, like oh oh feels so good you guys oh, it's true. i have a question sure. was this 
popular when it came out? Or what, is this a cult classic that kind of no one really cared about until later? It got terrible reviews. Horrible Shocking. reviews. And it only, it only made $2.5 in America. So it wasn't a success. Yeah. The, it was the second most popular film in this genre released in the UK in 1968 <laughs> after The Jungle Book. So, so British people loved it. <laughs> That does not surprise me. <laughs> well, I did either. Oh, it makes it even better because of that fact. It kind of does. Like, I feel like if, is this a British film? Like, if if someone told me this was a British film and it was on the same sound set as Jim Henson, I'd be like, I believe it. Yeah. So Barbarella received a condemned rating from the National Catholic Office of Motion Picture, which called the film sick heavy-handed a sick heavy-handed fantasy with nudity and graphic representation of sodomy no wonder i loved it i know we do i was like <laughs> that's what i look for on the cover does it have it does it have that what is the representation of sodomy no no I don't remember seeing that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> producer Rob. So I gotta say this on the show. So producer Rob is behind the scenes and he holds up our little cue cards of time and all that. He just held up our time with a pair of boobs on it in honor of Barbarella. And he reminded us we gotta do pairing. <laughs> I know. All right, since, since we're going to do that, we're going to do um, Grace, get me a stink. Dry martini. Oui, monsieur. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of quinoa lily, shake it over rice, and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. It's drink. I like it. I know. That's great, right? Another. Grace. Give me a stinger. Yes, this is part of the show where we pick a beverage, alcoholic beverage, and a little nibbly's vanilla, little nibbly's to pair with this film. What I swear. Was that? I swear <laughs> I do not smell burning toes. I swear to God. Okay, <laughs> who wants to go first? Brynn, let's start with you. What are you um, going to pair this want, with? I want to say something like weird and out there, but I do genuinely want people to like enjoy uh-huh. the, the pairings and try and actually have it. So I would say like a like a highball, ooh, like a you know like a cold martini, and then to eat, I, I would say maybe like cotton candy. Cotton candy? Well, Lena, you're gonna say cotton candy too. I'm only gonna say cotton candy. <laughs> <is so> <laughs> different i'll choose a different food that was going to be my number two which is marshmallows i yeah. don't know why <laughs> i don't know why to me it wow. makes as much sense as cotton candy but both of those make perfect sense i would pick um, and oh go ahead what no, would you I was just gonna say for for the drink yeah. i feel like it has to be something like crazy fruity like um didn't Gossip Girl have a drink with like Fruit Loop vodka and yeah. like, soda or so- like, yeah, it, something? It like it tasted like a cloud, <laughs> like but sweet and like candy. Like yeah, 
you would have to have um uh, for our listeners not in san diego gossip girl is a lesbian bar here in san diego that makes great drinks they do um, <laughs> gossip so, grill yeah. is one of the last women's bar in america one of the last 15 now less than that i think it's like 12 of them are left and gossip grill is yeah, one I, of the last ones yep. it's so sad and, um trixie Mattel just bought or like bought into um oh in in Wisconsin Milwaukee yeah oh yeah 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 yes yeah she bought the oldest bar no in Milwaukee her hometown in Milwaukee she bought the oldest um gay bar there and now is the owner of it or part owner of it and I think they're gonna revamp it and everything which is really cool I think that is so cool but so so you would pair like Gossip Grill the Fruit Loop drink that they do there and cotton in marshmallows yeah <laughs> like i don't know why but i'm just thinking like sugar See, overload <laughs> i know I, don't know why. I would pick since you brought up gossip girl i would pick the blackout lemonade from moe's universe Mo, oh, urban moe's yeah, here yeah, in san diego yeah. so they do a blackout lemonade the frozen like the slushy kind because it's like mm, yes. so good in the summer with oh it's yeah. so good that and then to pair with it to eat I don't know why I keep thinking spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like like just spaghetti. Like and like, and yeah. Slimy and yeah. I don't I know. Mean, and not like heavy sauce, more like um like not like an Alfredo or a butter sauce, something light, but just noodles. Yeah, so just noodles. Noodles. a little lemon sauce, a little all catchy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Like <laughs> carbs and sugar. <laughs> For this <laughs> I mean, notice we chose all like decadent things. Yes, you know what I mean. Like things that, things that you wouldn't go for if you were on a diet. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> so this brings up to the next the question we kind of brought up earlier: Is this a really bad film that's so bad that it's good, or is it actually a good film? I wanted like your guys's take on it and what. Give it a is it. Give it a. It's so bad it's good, or it's actually good. It's so bad it's good. I can't okay. say it's good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brad? I am so torn right now. And I took an oath at the beginning of this podcast to take off my nostalgia goggles yeah. whenever we watch a movie. But I don't think I can for this. I think I I'm think so close. I don't either. I and I love it. I do too. It makes me, I think because Bryn, you probably feel the same way. I have really good memories of the film when I first watch it. And it's kind of stayed with me as I, as I've gotten into adulthood and older. And when I watch the film, it's just so fun and stupid. But if you were to sit down and really dissect the dialogue, the plots of this film, it is horrible, <laughs> but it is so good. <laughs> And the the last line of the movie is like, an angel has no memory. Cut to credit. Yeah. It's like, huh? What? We just came to a complete stop. Nobody gave us a warning. The airbags didn't go off. Half of us went through the steer the windshield. I mean, it's just like, what's happening? Right. It's like they were like, "Uh, so guys, bad news. Um, We're having budgeting problems. We've run out of money. Okay. So how much uh so how long till we can film no yesterday we're done we're done (laughs) like that's how the movie ended (laughs) pretty much (laughs) pretty much they're like yeah that's carpeting for the interior like pygar what is the last line you deliver before the next like three pages and he's like um angels have no memory okay we're gonna end on that we're gonna end (laughs) on that 
That's what it is. Done. Wrap. Let's go. They're trying to do that. Uh, it's like the reverse. Um, what's the Dallas ending where like it was all just a dream, dream. except they're trying to be like, this never happened. And Angel has no, <laughs> no memory. memory. <laughs> you don't it's remember so this weird, bizarre they, film. <laughs> they just wanted to rap and go get tacos. That's all they wanted yeah, to do. The craft services is out. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> or they came down off their trip and couldn't get back into the same zone God. to finish it out. And they're Seriously. like, I guess we'll never know how it ends. They were like, we are out of drugs. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what man. the budget crisis was. We yeah, have no more money for all the drugs that it took to make this film. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but um, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I'm kind of interested. I'm really interested to see what Jonesy thinks after she's um, gotten really high on watching this film. But should we do grades? What did we grade this originally? Yeah. Let's, let's. So both of you yeah. gave it A++. Okay. <laughs> Bryn, what are you going to give it now? I'm going to lower it to an A. How dare you? Just kidding. I'm How kidding. dare you? <laughs> Don't I, do that to me. A plus, 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 plus. We, yeah, I, I'm, agree, I'm agreeing with Bryn. I give it an A plus, 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 plus. Oh it gets God. better with age. I love this film. It is so campy and stupid. <laughs> okay, now is the moment that's going to really tell. What are you going to give it, Jonesy? What grade are you doing? Solid B. Okay, I was really thinking you were gonna go lower. Okay, a solid B. Yeah, I think there's some enjoyable like eye candy things. Maybe that's why I kept thinking of sweet treats. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now would this get a stamp in this film which bring a passport? You better say yes. (laughs) Can't say yes. Because it like or are we I gonna leave it, it up in the air until you watch it again, high off your off your ass? Uh, I'll say as of now, it does not get a stamp because I don't feel like there's enough context. I agree with Bryn's date. Like, what genre even is this film? I don't think it fits into sci-fi. It doesn't fit into fantasy. It doesn't fit into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> did you like my face for that? That's just an I evil did. lie. I evil lie for that. <laughs> it came through the computer screen at me. <laughs> what were you going to say, Bryn? I think the other Jellicles would love this. Oh, you I got to pull the, the Jellicles. Jellicles. <laughs> <Jellicles. Jellicles. laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I think a lot of, of Jane Fonda because she's very... um. Yeah. And her career, yeah. to, like she's done so much, nine to five, uh, Golden Pond. I mean, there's so much in her, her filmography. Um, but and Barbarella is none of it. Yeah, Barbarella <laughs> was the first time I saw Jane Fonda. Uh, Jane Fonda. It was the first film I saw her in. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. So shall we talk about next week's film, which I am super excited about. This is one of Bryn and I's favorite, favorite films. And I believe it was nominated for an Oscar. I have to recheck it. But it, we haven't covered this genre on the show. But we're going to get into a little bit of anime next week yeah. <laughs> with one of the most popular, one of the, one of the best anime films ever made. It is the 2001 Japanese animation fantasy film spirited away 
I yeah, I'm so excited for this. I've seen this movie so many times. This is another film where producer Rob watching. He's like, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't understand <laughs> it. And I'm like, what the hell? This is so good. Okay, so Jonesy, based off of the movie poster and the name, what do you think this movie is about? Um, I want to say it's like a Charlotte's Web, but instead of a spider, there's a little girl. Okay. And she loves this pig, and it's her spirit animal. And, um... Um, I've heard it's a sad movie, so, oh, so like, good. I keep wanting to think, like, say more silly stuff, but then I'm like, no, it's sad. It can't be that. Because <laughs> I'm like, and then they go on adventures, but it's like, yeah, we wouldn't trick you with like a Holocaust movie. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my <laughs> God. Like, We're like, this is the animated version of Anne Frank, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to get into I don't know anime, and I know that there's a lot of layers lot. in some anime. And so, like, yeah. I... This is a good um, introduction to the genre of anime, because this is more like a featured film anime instead of a series anime. And it's not super trippy or like. Yeah, it's not like paprika. It's not like paprika. <laughs> It's a little yeah. more um, tangible and realistic, yeah. I guess you could say. But uh, that's what we're going to do next week is Spirited Away. I'm really excited for it. So, Bryn, what are you going to grade Spirited Away now before we rewatch it? Solid A. Solid A. Okay. I'm going to give it an A+, because this is really one of my favorite films. And um, I love the studio that puts it out and all of their stuff, like Howl's Flying Castle, all of yeah. those ones. I know. It's so yeah. good. And... So I'm excited for this one next week. I'm really curious to see what Jonesy's going to think. So it's going to be a good show. But until then, all of you out there listening, watching, go watch Spirited Away. Leave us a comment down below on the video of what you think of Barbarella, for one, and if you've seen Spirited Away and what you think of that film. So then we can talk about it on the show. Um, you can find the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Um, we are from Spring On. Um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. Leave us a comment down below of films that you want to see um, us talk about and see if Jonesy's ever seen them before. You can email us at filmspringapodcast at gmail. You can follow us on Instagram. It's filmspringa. And yeah, that is it for us, right? Are we done? Did it cover everything? Did I get it? Did I get it right? I think so. <laughs> so we will see everybody next week when we talk. Spirit away. But until then, bye.